Welcome back for We Live for Saturdays, the conference championship edition. Uh, technically week 14. Uh, your host, Sam, here, joined by Kristen McCoo. Glad to I'm have McCoo back. How are, you, how are you guys doing? I'm suntanned and ready to take on the rest of the winter season back up north here. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I'm ready. Conference championship time. Year has flown by. Beautiful slate, though. Yeah, beautiful slate, a lot of rematches um, and a lot of fun games. We're going to mainly talk about the or dig deep into the power five ones, but there's a couple mid-major ones, uh, mid-major, whatever the the non-power five schools, some yeah, group of five, whatever the really good. uh, There's some really good games that I'm excited to watch as well. Some on Thursday or no, there's none on Thursday. There's a couple on Friday. So I'm excited about that one. Big one on Friday. The uh... The matchup we're all dying to see the Washington Oregon part two. Sometimes Absolutely. you get the rematches in the championship that nobody cares at all about. Um, but uh, but no, this one's going to be appointment television Friday night. Yeah, we've been wanting that the whole time. Exactly. Yep. Uh, before we go into those, um, looking back on week thirteen, rounded out the regular season. Um, obviously, from from our perspective, we were very pleased with the uh, the Nittany Lions show at the end of the season. Um, and overall, just some really good games. Obviously, the the Ohio State Michigan game coming down to the wire. Uh, but Maku, I know you were down in Florida, but any other any other um, games stood out to you from last week? Yeah, I was draining my battery. I was signing up for Peacock <laughs> Mobile to watch the uh, to watch the game. Um, Guys, maybe we are just the number three team in the country. Maybe uh, we just happen to share a division with the, the top one and two. Because, yeah, I mean, we flat out destroyed pretty much everybody else. We certainly had our ups and downs and some tight ones like the Indiana and Northwestern games weren't very fun watching. But to uh, just absolutely destroy and eat Michigan State's entire offensive line was very fun and aesthetically pleasing as a, as a Penn State fan. Yeah, they Absolutely. they fired literally everyone on the <laughs> sidelines. And granted, I know that's not entirely unusual when they have a change in the regime, but always funny to see that. Um, yeah, I hear your optimism, Maku. We've already moved on past the, you know, it's over. Why do we get our hopes up of Michigan, I, it seems? I was going to say, we got uh, 10 and 2 is nothing to scoff. No, it, it is, is the not. same two every, Absolutely. every single year. But, uh, but hey, uh, a lot of teams out there would kill to be 10 and 2. And I'm, I'm back looking with a, uh, a fresh fresh slate, fresh eyes, excited to, uh, to get into it. That's true. I had two, yeah. um, a couple thoughts uh, additionally. The Iron Bowl. I mean, oh, oh my Lord. I know. I, uh, I watched afterwards. I remember you, everybody, honestly, I looked at my phone and you know, humble brag. There was a lot of text messages. I was blowing up, um, but pretty much everybody was, you know, you guys in particular teasing me. I, I think Maku, you sent me the gif of, uh, because I was in the kitchen. Uh, we were, oh, you know, yes. wrapping up some dinner, you know, ma- making some things in the kitchen, and everybody's like, "Why were you not watching the game?" And you sent me the gif of George running over the, the old women and children in the <laughs> in, in the kitchen. He was like, "This should have been you." heading to the tv um what a game that was uh has to be uber deflating for um auburn my one thought from a picking and betting perspective that just shows you know you throw everything out the door when there's a rivalry and you know spots spots are a big thing we've talked about some throughout the year 
This is the same Auburn team that lost 31 to 10 the week before against New Mexico State. Just and, the week before. Yes. Insane turnaround. Right? And they should have won that game. I mean, just knock down the pass. That's something that I think, you know, I've lost a game or two okay. in NCAA football that way. And I, you know, oh, yes, <laughs> <laughs> but, oh, uh, beautiful ending. but yeah. And then the snow game with Kansas state and Iowa state, Farmageddon, baby. that was Farmageddon. That was amazing. So Shout a great weekend, great weekend. Yeah. That, that iron bowl, I'm still not slightly over it. Uh, that pick at the very, the pick six that should have been at the very end would have, led to a push of a 10-team parlay plus 4,200. And I kept looking at Twitter to see which, which which was the actual score because after they scored the touchdown, I was like, all right, I got my money line, but there, there's no way they're going to cover that nine that I had. But a little, say, little excitement one miracle there. In, in the day. That would have yeah. been, uh, been too much. But exactly. it was funny. I was watching that at a bar. We were out in Tampa, and I was like – I turned to Shelby, and I go – Alabama's about to lose like a massive upset to Auburn. And she like goes to the bathroom and comes back like Alabama just won a massive upset. <laughs> so, it was quite the, uh, the shift in a matter of seconds. So awesome ending. That's what college football is all about. Oh, yeah. And uh, quickly back to Ohio state, Michigan, I think it's like the most viewed regular season game uh, in 13 years. I think I saw somebody tweeted wow. it out and I immediately thought I was like, what was 13 years ago? 2011. I was like, boom, LSU, Alabama. And I nailed it. That was the, that was the previous all-time high. Gosh, what uh, that nine to six game that they played all many moons ago. But um, but no, Man. I mean, hey, heck of a battle for for both teams there. I think the the game ended playing out exactly right. Two very evenly matched. Michigan just was the slightly better team, and the scoreboard proved it. Absolutely. Um, anything else before we hop on into the the huge slate? Obviously, it's what the seasons come to. And then we got the playoff bowl season. We'll have a couple episodes throughout then, but um, we can just hop on into week 14. If that sounds good to y'all. Sounds awesome. Let's go. Well, kicking it off with Friday. Um, the, the, the first ch- conference championship before this one is going to be New Mexico state Liberty. Uh, we're not going to cover that one too, too much, but curious. You guys to see know if... Liberty's 12 and Oh, you yes. did. <laughs> I nobody cares. <laughs> <laughs> like when USF went 12 and 0, they were like America's sweetheart, and everybody's like, hey, put it well, in JMU. JMU. I know people were people were very much on JMU till that unfortunate loss that right. I called against App State. True. Uh, but yeah, oh my god, <laughs> 12 and 0. I think their best win was week one versus Bowling Green. Like <laughs> their strength of schedule has to be last in the entire country. Yeah, absolutely. So we have that one on Friday at seven, but an hour later is going to be the rematch that we've all been waiting for pac 12 championship oregon versus washington um this game's in the raider stadium in vegas um ultimately oregon crazy that they're nine and a half point favorites over washington total 66 so they're expecting 37 28 um this is ultimately a win and you're in type of game for the playoff uh oregon coming off 31 to seven win against Oregon state the week before. And then Washington coming up off that sweaty win, uh, against, um, Washington state sweaty. last week. So what, what do you guys think on this sweaty one? In the apple. Cup. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, I'll let you take it first. All right. Um, I don't know how to follow that up, but, um, so, you know, I'm going with Oregon. I mean, you just have to the way I know this is probably a trap, 
nine and a half is right over or, uh, you know, obviously right around a key number. But ever since that game, I, you know, I was kind of bummed watching that one. I think, what did they lose by one, two points, something like that um, Mm -hmm. on a last second field goal. I think everybody, obviously Washington was the slightly better team that day. They had the home crowd. Oregon's the better team. I think everybody knows it. Um, So, you know, I'm going to go with Oregon. I was going to say that's why they play the games, though, because on paper, everybody is like, very true. clearly very the better true. team. But hey, that's their one loss was to Washington. But I agree, the home field advantage was too much to overcome. And that was what? The three point difference, right? As they always say. So last time around, I still kind of want to take the points, though. Nine and a half for Michael Penix, even though his Heisman buzz has kind of died down a little bit. Um, I think that's a lot of points to give a team that is literally undefeated and just needs to as you said, winning your end. So I will take those points happily. And obviously the over as well, because that game's going to be fireworks. Naturally. Yeah. I, looking at this game, I previously to like three weeks ago, I was very high on Washington, but they've been kind of like stuttering over the past couple of weeks. Um, yeah, a lot of close, would, too, too close for comfort. Yeah, but hey, good teams win. So, I mean, it, it, they find a way to win each game, which definitely tells you something, but Found a stat since 2005. This is only the third time an undefeated top five team has been double digit underdogs in a conference championship game. Um, 08 Bama and then 2020 Notre Dame. And both of those teams lost by 10 or more. Um, so weird is little it a stat there. Now or is it still nine well, and a half? basically double digit, double digit, but counting. <laughs> so no, cu- curious little stat there but yeah I'm, I'm sort of on Chris's side uh, as far as Oregon I think uh, they definitely I, I think they can win this game uh, and, and and should be able to win by 10 but it, it should be should be fireworks and great way to kick off conference uh, conference play there absolutely very quick note as well I just want on record that I am going to bet New Mexico State versus Liberty because again I like 12 that. And 0, I like nobody that cares and it's like plus 350 or something. So let's go money line. Ooh, what if we just do in between the, the deep dives, we just go to each random game and we gut pick it. Yeah. <laughs> Love it. Some All of right. the best gambling wins of the year have been just straight up pick a random team and bet it. Oh, yeah. We don't know. So I'll save I'll save the Mac game because I have something for that later. Or I can talk about it now. We'll save would it. You, would you but... say you have a Mac nugget? <laughs> probably <laughs> just give me a 10 count with some hot mustard oh my damn it took us oh. to week 14 to come up with that yeah. <laughs> uh, um well we can just talk about it now so miami of ohio is playing toledo in uh detroit ford field um fun fact i was looking at defensive stats with iowa playing later we'll talk about um, since week 10, when looking at expected points per play allowed by defenses, Iowa is not number one in the nation. Miami of Ohio is. So wow. they're playing Toledo, MAC championship. Um, total is 44, second lowest of uh, all the conference championships. These two met a couple weeks ago, and it was like a 21 to 17 game. Toledo, I think, won. Um, so. My pick's the under, but I, I like Toledo just as a, a team in general. So if I had to pick a side, it would be that one. I, re- I respect that. I will also go with that under for you. That's, that's some uh, good stats by Sammy Stats over there. Sammy Stats. Sammy um, Stats. Oh, okay. I, I I actually looked into this one last minute. Um, 
you know, everyone has been following the Rockets. We love some Rockets in the glass bowl. Um, and like you said, Jason Candles. What? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Miami, Ohio. They are ten and two. They are no slouch. There are two losses, as you already mentioned, uh, 21-17 against Toledo, and then um, the opening week against Miami. Now, um, the strength of them uh, is limiting explosive plays, stopping the run, and that's what Toledo's good at. So, you know, I my gut is telling me actually, you know, everyone's really high on Toledo. Um, I would lean. Uh, what did you say, Sam? It was. It is eight. Yeah, eight. I'll, do, I'll take Miami, Ohio plus eight, and I like that under. So I really like that under. Um, I think they're going to stop those explosive chunk plays, or at least most of them, and that'll slow down the game some. I'll take the under as well. Love it. Good analysis, boys. I did not look that closely at the uh, the numbers there, but I am all in. I'm, I mean, that's the game of the weekend, so we're, we're ready. Hey, hey. <laughs> we're going to off here. You know I love right. Mac. Back to it. Uh, we got Big 12 championship. Oklahoma State at or versus Texas. Mm-hmm. Um, Texas 15-point favorites. Um, total is 56. So they're expecting 35 to 20 game here. So Oklahoma State coming off a six-point win, high-scoring win against BYU last week. Overtime. Overtime win. And then Texas just obliterating Texas Tech um, last week. Quinn Ewers looked like his, his his old self, and then we even saw a little glimpse of Arch Manning. So that was a little that was a little nugget there. But yeah, Maku, um, what do you what do you think on this uh, on this orange matchup here? Very orange, um, very much a intriguing game. I just Oklahoma State has just ripped my heart out too many times this year, where I finally start buying back into them, and then they throw absolute duds. Like, they got – everybody was, like, oh, fully recovered from that South Alabama game. They got to, like, number 12 in the country, I think. And then who they lose to? Somebody god-awful. Um, mm-hmm. Texas Tech, like, 13 to 10. Was that it? Oh, they lost uh, to UCF, too. Yeah. Yeah, that one, too. So, very weird season. But they are 9-3, and three, deservedly in the championship game. So, good for them, I guess. A lot of tiebreakers going on. I can't believe they beat Oklahoma. Um, Oklahoma secretly had, like, a – I feel like not many people talked about them because they were never really in the playoff hunt because they got their losses a little bit too early, but 10 and two and just a juggernaut on offense this year. Yeah. Yep. I don't know how Oklahoma state got by them. Ollie Watkins, the, the rumbling, stumbling big dude who just runs for 300 yards a game, I guess. Um, so I would say all that just to say, give me Texas minus the points. Um, probably do a little bit of a tease action. I think 15 may be a little bit too heavy, but if you get that down into the, the touchdown range, uh, I should be uh, – I, I think Texas can can roll easily. Their defense is just way better. and I see the magic of Oklahoma State not showing up for this one. Yeah, I, I don't have a whole lot to add either. Um, I, I really don't have a lean either way. I, I think um, this is probably going to be largely a stay away from me. Um, I feel pretty confident that Texas handles business. 15 is a real tough number, obviously, um, but they're going to show up to play. Um, I, you know, I, I'm probably going to stay away. And yeah, Texas yeah. Needs, the, needs the win to keep their playoff hopes alive, which is very yeah. realistically possible. They just need a couple cards ahead of them to fall before they can sneak in at 12 and one. Yeah, absolutely. I, I hated the 15 points. I, I like the idea of a teaser, you know me, but um, I was looking at a little 
a little weird picks here. So since week 10, Texas has the fourth best rush defense in the nation behind Iowa, JMU, and shockingly middle Tennessee. Um, So those four teams, uh, very strong rushing defenses also combined with like how I think the game will go. I think Texas will get up early leading to a little less rush offense from the Cowboys side. So Ollie Gordon's rush yards line is a hundred yards. Um, I am just going to throw the under 99 and a half yards for Ollie Gordon. Um, trust the Texas defense in the game script just to sort of slow him down a little bit. I like that. That is a stoot analysis as well, even though I can't fathom betting against Ollie Gordon. Is yeah. Ollie Gordon? Who's Ollie Watkins? Who, who, whose name did I drop earlier? I think. Is that the weather guy for Family Guy? That, that's <laughs> uh, Ollie uh, Williams. Oh, Ollie Watkins is a um, Aston Villa soccer player. I'm so oh, proud of, of you. Look at me. Just I probably bet on him to score some goals recently. <laughs> we, def- we definitely did. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly who it is. Ollie Gordon, yep. my apologies, sir. Uh, he is still an absolute unit and a beast and can put up 200, but I do think that's a smart play with the under. Uh, could you imagine right. just Ollie, uh, Ollie Gordon? Hey, chill, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what? What's the Ollie from Family Ollie Guy? Williams. What's his name? Ollie Williams. Oh, Ollie Williams. Williams. It's going right. It's raining sideways. <laughs> All right. All right, a little um, quick game before the SEC game. We got Boise and UNLV in the, um, what is that, Mountain West uh, Championship game, also at the Raiders Stadium. So they're just welcoming everybody in. Um, Boise State is a a two-and-a-half-point favorite and then over under 59. Chris, what do you think? I'm on on the Boise side. I was very... um, pleased well it's not like i'm a fan of unlv i was gonna say i'm pleased with their performance <laughs> this year um but they i think have been a little bit of a surprise they have been a very very solid team nine and three boise state seven and five but i mean it's already showing they're favored so that says something this is a team uh trending in the right direction i would say um they started out the year brutal schedule opening up um at washington and against uh, UCF, um, they also lost to Memphis and um, and then a few other games early on. But they have been really looking good. Won the last three games. Um, you know they have the experience here. You know playing in these games. I- I'm going Boise my, uh, with the points. I like it. Um, that's a lot more analysis than I knew anything about this game. Um, I consider myself a Big-time college football fan and enjoy watching random games late night, but I don't think I've seen a minute of Boise State or UNLV, so how, it would be unwise to put my hard-earned How sad is it that outside. Air Force isn't here? They totally crumbled. True. They crumbled. Oh, we were riding high with the, with the Falcons. We were soaring with them, and then it all came crashing down with that Army game. All right. This my pick is going to be very non-analytical. So two reasons why I'm going with UNLV. The game is in Las Vegas, home game, and they have an offensive lineman named Tiger Shanks. Oh. Which is an oxymoron if you think about it. What? Tiger doesn't shank it. (laughs) Hey, I thought of the animal. Oh, okay. Oh, like like shanking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 (laughs) The golfer, like he's just a random (laughs) golfer. All right. Uh, Oh, that guy. Yeah. Coming back. (laughs) He is, yeah. yeah. Um, 
All right. Um, Georgia at Alabama or yeah. versus Alabama here. Um, this is in Atlanta, so somewhat of a home game as well for Georgia. I feel like it's always there, so it's usually a home game for them. Um, Georgia coming off uh, kind of a, a slow win against Georgia Tech, only eight-point win. Um, I nailed the under on that game, so I was happy about that one. But kind of a look ahead, kind of ignoring that game. But ultimately, while Bama miraculously beat that Auburn uh, or <laughs> beat Auburn in that crazy Iron Bowl, fourth and thirty-one, Auburn, like you said, Chris, they've been through it this year. Um, so I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure they're ready to just be done. <laughs> so overall, uh, Georgia five and a half point favorites, um, and total is fifty-four and a half. Maku, what do you got? That is an interesting. Some ugly lines out here. That fifteen Very. and the five and a half here. Um, I'm taking Bama and the points, though. May maybe a little teaser action. Get that north of ten. Um, but I think that they kind of remember earlier this year they had that real weird game against USF, and everybody was like, "Bama's done." Mm-hmm. And they you said still they won were. that game. Yes, of course. <laughs> but they uh, they battled through. They won that game, and then they just you know went went off for the next pretty much month and a half. And like the Auburn was their only kind of stumble for the past couple months so uh and they still survived with the win so i think they've been planning for this game probably since the start of the year they handled their business they needed to and i'm going to take bama because it's nick saban in a conference championship game obviously georgia's georgia and they're incredible and kirby smart's very good and uh, carson beck's been having a great year but they only beat georgia tech by what eight points last week so mm-hmm. that was probably a tune-up game for them too they looked at it but I still, if you're giving Nick Saban some points in a championship game, I will happily take them. Yeah, I mean, this is by no means a hot take, but I mean, Saban's the best. Like, the, you know, the way they started this year, all everybody, you know, is he coaching? Like some people are even saying, you know, is he going to be on the hot seat in a year or so? Like, I mean, the way they started and the way, you know, the quarterback situation went, there was doubt, and now look where they are. I mean, he always has them playing well when it matters. Um, you know, you made a lot of good points on Georgia and Bama's side. I don't know what to expect about Georgia. You know, one week they look amazing, like the team from the last two years, and then in one week they just lay a dud. Um, and then Bama's, you know, you don't know, honestly, who's going to show up there. The way, the way I'm leaning on this game is over. I think there are going to be some points on here uh, in this game. Over 54 and a half. Um, I think it's going to open up a little bit and uh, I think there's going to be some points scored. So I'm going to lean that way. I like that. Yeah. I am hammering this over. I like it a lot. The The expected score is like 30 to 25. I think both teams could get in the thirties here. Um, love me my uh, stats and projected points per play type deal. Um, these two offenses are very run heavy uh, compared to the rest of the SEC. And since week 10, both of these defenses are actually the two worst rush defenses um, in the SEC compared to just looking at those expected points per play. So I think that there's going to be a couple gash plays, a couple big explosive runs. Give me that over. So I like it a lot. Love it. And if Georgia loses, are they fully out of the playoff picture? I don't think they can, uh, can pull the TCU from last year of lose the championship game and still get in because I don't know I'm sure they have them I'm just being ignorant right now to their schedule but have they had a really tough year or have they just kind of cakewalked to this point? like schedule wise no yeah. um they beat Missouri by nine killed they killed Ole Miss um oh that's true that was a huge one 
but they yeah, played being Tennessee in the East, Martin. Tennessee was not as great as I remember. Uh, Vandy, so, Kentucky, Auburn, and they beat Auburn by seven. Auburn steps up when they need to, uh, but they did not walk away with many good wins this year, unfortunately. Yeah, did you guys I, also I, see Jalen Milrow after he made the fourth and thirty-one, which obviously miracle defining yes. play that will be remembered forever. But he was like, "Give me the Heisman," and it's like. Dude, you threw half the sticks twice on that drive. You got benched against <laughs> South Florida, man. I mean, I was like, it's pretty much your fault that it was fourth and thirty-one in the first place. So, yeah, I, I, I think there's, I think there's too many good one-loss teams just waiting in line for Georgia. I think they would end in five. Is or at least I would hope they would. I agree with you. Just from like a fairness perspective, but yeah. Um, so we got. Two more random games and then two more uh, in-depth ones. So probably the best game that we're not going to cover in depth is going to be SMU versus Tulane. Um, 10 and 2 SMU versus 11 and 1 Tulane. Man, another somewhat home game. Uh, this game's in New Orleans. So Tulane's going to be right at home. Yeah. I think um, it's at their stadium. Oh, is it really? I believe so. Probably at the Superdome. I oh, y- Yolman Stadium. So I guess it is. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, Tulane, three and a half point favorite over under 47. Yeah. Alrighty. Um, I'm, I'm, I'll I'm, take I'm... SMU in the points. That's my analysis. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you on that one. You beat me. Yeah. <laughs> SMU plus the points. Wow. We are all over that. Um, Let's do it. SMU 13 and four defensive havoc and havoc allowed huge advantage um i wouldn't say huge but they have an advantage in the havoc both sides um beaten uh tulane about 10 point uh 10 spots in each then the last thing i want to say i was on the utsa side last week i was very tilted at that the road runners <laughs> had five five turnovers and uh like at least two of them were in the red zone they had no business winning that game by 13 points tulane did I think SMU's an, a slightly underrated team, and Tulane, although obviously they're these are two very solid teams, that game last, you know, it, I think SMU's better. I'm taking them. Money line. There yeah. you go. Yeah, this, this game started at plus six. Now it's three and a half, so it's definitely moving that way. Um, and then Fun Belt Championship, um, App versus Troy. Troy six six point favorites. Troy is ten and two, um, and then App is eight and four. Troy six point favorite over under fifty two and a half. Um, based on how I've seen App play, I don't know how offensive firepowery Troy is, but App is very over heavy, um, very strong offense, poor defense. So if I would lean somewhere, that fifty two seems a little low. So I might just lean that over there. That's where I am. I like the over. I like the under for some reason. Just oh. <laughs> I know. No, no thought whatsoever, but I did well, call that uh, that big app state upset a couple weeks ago. I was proud of that. I'll probably rock with the uh, with the Mountaineers. Are they still the Mountaineers? What yep. Yeah, yes, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Let's go app. They don't well, like I, the mountains anymore. <laughs> I, do, I do see that it's 10 mile an hour winds with rain, so that oh. might be a good pick. Ooh. Never mind. We'll call you Ollie. You just felt the weather and boon. All right. Um, ACC Championship. We got, uh, where is this game? It's in Charlotte. So um, we got 
Louisville versus Florida State. Um, Florida State, two and a half point favorites. Total is 47 and a half. Um, if this game was six weeks ago or five weeks ago, it would have been a completely different game than what it is now. Uh, Tr- Jordan Travis injury. Louisville wouldn't have lost to Pitt or UK yet, um, but here we are. So it sh- should still be a good game. Uh, Florida State surviving against Florida last week, nine-point win, um, and then Louisville obviously losing to UK in that rivalry game last week. But um, Chris, what do you what do you think here for ACC? I agree um, with your point. If this was six six weeks ago, this would be a totally different game, but it's not. I am all on the Cardinals. Louisville. Um, I, th- I think they take care of business, um, taking them money line. Interesting. Plus one eighteen. Uh, two and a half. Ah, that's a close one. Um, I'm gonna go with Florida State. I think that the team is well coached. I think they have good leadership. I think that they can survive, even though they are missing their star quarterback. What an absolutely ugly injury! Like I, yeah. oh my gosh, I knew he went off. I heard he broke his leg, and then I saw a replay, and I was like, I should not have watched that. Yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, um, he broke his leg. Yeah, it's literally broken. Uh, but it's, it's uh, going sideways. <laughs> but I think this is. Yeah. I think combined Thanks, with the Alex. fact that, that Louisville, Louisville, uh, just Louisville. got beat in their rivalry game against Kentucky, big win for the Cats there. Um, but uh, I think they're a little bit uh, kind of lackluster, and Florida State survived versus Florida, which is always a big game for them. So I think they're riding high. They're still undefeated, kind of the same point I was making about Washington earlier. So undefeated for a reason, and it's the whole team is the whole team. It's not just the quarterback. It's not just one guy. Obviously, Jordan Travis is a huge difference maker and a huge loss, but I think the team is going to step up and, and fall out just for uh, for their guy and uh, and – get the win and probably make uh for a early exit in the playoffs but we shall see yeah i think a lot of teams are rooting for louisville uh this this game ohio state is texas alabama there's a if alabama wins they're in but um there's a lot of sort of playoff implications riding to florida state losing that doesn't mean that it's really going to impact how the game goes down um but that backup quarterback, he he got leveled last week, late late in the game. Um, he's he made some good throws. He I was I was impressed uh, him last week. I do think that Florida State will try and keep um, Louisville's offense off the field and just honestly just feed Trey Benson, um, similar to how they did last week. Um, so, based on that, I can see Florida State winning this game um but i do like the under better under 47 and a half um i think a couple one if not both these teams will stay in the teens in points so i think it can be a little bit uh slower of a game so i like the under and to your point about a lot of people rooting for louisville um to help that to help them get into the playoff a lot of teams you know like uh well penn state i would say is pretty confidently in a uh, a group of or a, a new year six bowl mm-hmm. some of the like it's like the bubble watch around march you know that if louisville wins they get a they're guaranteed um acc champs and a uh, new year six bowl florida state at 12 and 1 i doubt they're going to fall out entirely so they're going to get one too so that takes another spot away from some of those teams looking for a, mm. a new year six bowl very good very point good there point. This is quite the, the hinge of the college football championship it is. weekend. It is. Every single thing is going to depend on the Louisville Cardinals. Um, but I was going to say a quick point to 
FSU, it is a bummer that Travis is out because if they do win, which again, I'm betting them to win, they have to go into the playoff because you can't go 13 and 0 and be the ACC champs and be Florida State and be top four all year and then say, ah, your quarterback's hurt. We can't put you in the playoff. That's not really the spirit of the competition and spirit of the game. Obviously, the playoff committee is their own evil engine anyway, but uh, we'll, uh, we'll see what happens. I, I think they have to be in the playoff. It's just a bummer that. You know, you'll be you'll find a lot of people that are like they deserve to be there, but it's not going to be good television. It's when, like uh, Alabama when, when they happens. played Cincinnati, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Tony Pike, um, <laughs> but yeah, but I will I say it was also Desmond too, Ritter. <laughs> I was thinking way back to oh, okay. Florida. Was... Florida. Florida played Cincinnati way back when that was Tony Pike. All right, good. Um, but yeah, when uh, FSU had to put in their backup, Tate Rotomaker, first of all, A plus quarterback man, big time. I, Absolutely. And then also, I had heard of his name. So usually when you're watching a random college game and the backup QB comes in, you're not supposed to know who it is. So the fact that I knew his name, I think that that probably bumps up a whole nother level for me. So that's why I trusted him. That's kind of sad that Florida, Florida State is a random college game. That doesn't say much about the Gators right now. That's that's an unfortunately good point. They battled. That first half was very entertaining. They just, it's true. Again, no bowl game got for a great the Gators. No bowl I game. Think they're well coached. Awesome. Um, yeah, excited about that one. And we got one more on the on the docket here. Probably the weirdest um, cha- conference championship game that I've remembered in a while. That I that I remember in a while. Weird lines. Michigan at Iowa or versus Iowa in Indy, I believe it is. Um, Michigan yep. minus twenty two and a half. Total is thirty five. So based on that, it's twenty nine to six is what they're expecting. Michigan won, quote unquote, the game by holding off uh, Ohio State final minutes uh, last week while Iowa had another thriller, 13-10, holding Nebraska, (laughs) uh, holding Nebraska, keeping them away from a bowl. So this is a record low uh, over under for a conference championship. So that's fun. Um, I feel like anything that Iowa is involved in is just peak breaking records. So, yeah. the, the the memes that have co- gone around Twitter and everything as far as just the, the half totals, the game totals of 0.5 for, for, for Iowa, you have to do it. So 0.5 for the first half. That's insane. <laughs> so, Maku, what do you got? It's actually kind of remarkable how <laughs> good the team is, but also how disgusting their brand of football is. <laughs> they're, they're 10 and 2. And yes, we're happy about that. They should be 11 and 1. Yeah, we're happy about Penn State being the one uh, one of those two losses. Who was their other one? Minnesota. Remember, that was the, oh, the yeah. fair catch that they yep, called. 100%. Yeah, that should have been a win. So, yeah, they could very well be in kind of in an alternate universe in the playoff picture if they were to win this game. <laughs> I but And then you have these lines coming up. They're not going to score a single point in this game. They like get a safety. They get a safety yeah. and everyone leans forward in their chair. We got a shootout. <laughs> I, I speaking of memes, the only thing that kept coming to my mind is like you see all the people like you got to keep betting these historic unders, even though it's like the grossest thing you can do bet under 27 points or something. I just keep thinking of the breaking bad. He can't keep getting away with it. <laughs> he can't keep getting they away just, with they it. They find a way to just drag the <laughs> scores down. I thought that Nebraska Iowa game last week was headed way over. They had 17 in the first half and I think they finished with yeah, 23 to 10, 23. Insane. So I, I almost I hate Iowa so much. I've always hated Iowa, and this is just peak Iowa. So I mean, 
I think I'm going to – I'm not going to bet on them to win the game by any stretch, but I will take the points because they do have a very good defense. They can slow Michigan, and Michigan I don't feel needs to show off in this game. I think they coming off a huge high from last week and want to kind of prep for the playoff, and Stay they're not going yeah. to go too crazy. So I, I'm going to take the 22. That's That's a nice number right there. I agree. And I'll take the under as well, because that, that gives you some cushion. I mean, if they cover 22, they're not going to score. So that gives you <laughs> like another 12 point cushion before you get to the line. So I'm with you. Iowa cover and under. And of course, the over 0.5 first half points. <laughs> over? Absolutely. I'm taking the over. I mean, I know it's I know it's the cool thing to do to bet Iowa unders, but one single point gets scored. Like, yeah, come on. maybe they'll get like a, a fumble Safety. and a field goal. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm not saying the offense is going to put those points up, but somebody's going to. Yeah, with just you. just for fun, I'm doing that. Just score a point thing, but I'm also uh, all over the under. If this was 25, I would do the under. So I'm all over it, or all under it. There we go. Hey. Um, so that kind of wraps us up from the conference championship picks. Uh, super excited about the slate of games all throughout the weekend. Um, and before we wrap up, I know wouldn't be 2023 college football without transfer portal discussions. Um, I know I saw found you here is the transfer portal coming to life. <laughs> Ding. Yeah. I saw, I saw a stat that last year's transfer rate was like 8% and then it's up to like 22% right now. Um, wow. So it's crazy. It's, it's honestly fun. It's kind of just like a trade deadline type of thing kind, kind really of feeling. Is. So um, I got a couple names that I, I'm excited to sort of call out, but Maku, what, what do you have here? Yeah, I mean, first of all, I think it's been around for obviously coming up probably five or six years at this point, but just the words transfer portal just sounds like so cool and like it has no business being that cool because literally it's a database where somebody types their name in and says, oh, I'm now going to change my schools. Um, so it's kind of a silly thing that how much buzz and how much you know craziness happens, but it is essentially college football free agency. Like it you is. saw with Sam Hartman last year, he had a open seat at a prestigious Notre Dame. And he's like, I did all I could at Wake Forest. We're not winning anything. Turns out he had pretty much the exact same year at Notre Dame. So not much uh, really affected much there. But um, yeah, Riley Leonard, the Duke guy, quarterback was making a move. Um, did, you know, Jefferson, did you know that? Did you know that? Riley Leonard, sorry to interrupt. I saw that he has entered with a no contact tag. I didn't know you could do oh. that. Essentially, it's like, hey, I'm entering. I'm typing my name in, but don't talk to me. Um, there you go. It looks like he's going to Notre Dame. He pretty much says he wants to go to Notre Dame and just tells everyone not to talk to him. Sorry, go ahead. So I guess that, that's the move now is Notre Dame is just going to cycle in like super senior quarterbacks year in and year out. Yeah, yeah. Preppy North Carolina uh, quarterbacks that are just ready to, you know, play one more year. That's the move. That's the new Notre Dame minor league system, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the Raleigh area. But uh, no, KJ Jefferson, who Penn State played in a bowl game, like I feel like five years ago, and he's still probably only like a junior. I don't know how these college kids are getting away with it. They're playing like seven or eight years these days. But he's pretty much he's very awesome. I think if he ends up in a slightly better team, he'll he'll be very good. Um, my only thing is I just don't like seeing the coaches like act all super melodramatic like you hear a coach at like a mid-tier ACC school I genuinely don't have one in mind I'm just picking a random school and conference but um they're always like oh our team is gonna or our school gets ravaged by the transfer portal and 
all these pariahs of like the elite schools calling to pick up our best players and leave us with nothing. It's like, all right, dude, relax. Like this isn't <laughs> World War Three. This is just kids choosing a different college to to go to school for a year or two. Um, and again, it does kind of suck if you are a team where you have a star athlete, but if he was that much of a star, you probably wouldn't be going four and eight and he probably would stay there. I think it's a good opportunity for guys to make a step up. And at the end of the day, there's, there's only the one ball. There's only so many spots on the field. There's only so many scholarships to go around. So guys aren't loosey goosey, just trying out a new school every year. I think they're only going to places where they're genuinely going to have success and hopefully make a good step for, uh, for the future. Yeah. You make great points. And I, I, people have differing opinions on transfer portal. I, I personally love it. It's great for the players, gives them different opportunities if they're being just either neglected at a, at a current school where they were told, hey, you're going to get playing time, but you're actually not. Or it also gives studs in like D2 and FCS a chance to get more recognition that they wouldn't have been able to. Like I'm looking at 24-7 sports. Um, the number three transfer right now is Joey Slackman, a – dn from Penn, and I was say the ivy leaguer right yeah so he's just getting a bunch of looks and then the number 16 guy is a dn from d2 gannon so just a oh, lot Erie, of pennsylvania yeah wow How did you good, know that good for that good for <laughs> that Jeez. you probably know their name their, their uh team name yeah the mountaineers no not in erie <laughs> No, they look like some sort of like a Spartan or a warrior. Yeah, or something. That, that's the Golden um, Knights, actually, I believe. Oh, uh, but just a couple names that of people I'm already seeing in the portal. So Will Howard is number one um, quarterback from from Kansas State. Another yeah, guy right. that must be 26 years old. <laughs> we got Riley Leonard, and then Grayson McCall. Grayson McCall, I love back Riley. in he there went around a while too. And yep. then uh, another ACC quarterback, uh, Tyler Van Dyke, um, Miami quarterback there. And then we have – there was a couple other ones that I saw. Where was it? Um, Tyler Mac- Van Dyke, I think, is a Connecticut boy. Uh, Max yeah, Johnson. Really like Max Johnson, that lefty from LSU, went, went to A&M. He's already committed to UNC, so he's already going there. Wow. Um, Both seasons and- are very over, so. And then at the bottom of the list, we got good old Spencer Petras. So, oh my God, he is—he is forty years old. He I was going to say he, he should have an accounting job. He enrolled in 2017, so he's just living life. I but. saw something pop up, and it was Spencer Rattler. I'm like, again, but apparently it was—he was. He was um, declaring for the draft and the first comment was some guy just going get ready to learn canadian buddy (laughs) (laughs) that's tremendous that's great that's where he will be ending up going yeah yeah absolutely Uh, that's all i got for the uh for the transfer but it is interesting i agree it's like it's almost like the beginning of um like baseball season where they're like oh what pieces are these teams going to bring in it does add a different wrinkle to uh the building of the team Absolutely. It honestly like doesn't force these teams to pump out like for true freshmen on the field if they don't need to either Um, sort of helps develop them a little bit better too. But I just have a weird feeling that Will Howard is going to go to like Minnesota or Nebraska or something like Big Ten West. I have a feeling he's going to go out there. Yeah, I mean, Adrian Martinez a couple years ago left. Kansas or left Nebraska for Kansas State that could kind of fit go Kansas mm. State to Nebraska true yeah 
and and but also last thing i wanted to say it it's hilarious looking at like you know how when when someone lands a recruit they're all like boom you know like this is a big ad for our team and stuff like that miami posted a picture and it's like cartoon cash next to this guy and he's holding it up i'm like they're not even hiding it anymore um which i thought was interesting yeah i saw that um cam ward he's also in the portal from washington state and um he has 10 million like 10 different million dollar offers to go to different schools i feel i he he's gonna go to ohio state i'm calling it now so well um, i was gonna say absolute doomsday scenario is uh, Arch Manning not going to be happy oh, no. sitting behind Quinn Ewers again, and he may go. I mean, I think that would be insane. He's probably getting ten million dollars to stay at Texas, um, right? But still, that is that's absolute like scorched earth. Like, I may not even watch football if Arch Manning goes to Ohio State next year. <laughs> yeah, that won't happen. Will Howard, by the way, um, everyone's. I'm reading an article. Five predictions per sources for Will Howard: Auburn, Kentucky, Louisville. Missouri and Washington, they're aggressively Ooh. pursuing him. Washington would be very good and scary coming to the big time. Mm-hmm. Oh, true. Yeah. Well, great episode, boys. Got a little bit of a mix between transfer portal talk and then the game. Super excited about it. But um, yeah, I think that's all I had from, from our end. But super excited for championship Saturday. Um, and then we'll go into bowl, bowl, bowl season. So absolutely love it. Love sort of being off work, watching watching random bowl games out in the Bahamas. So that's the way to kick off December. So yeah, um, I think we got a bowl bonanza type episode. We're probably going to take a week off, I think we said, and drop a bunch of predictions and a bunch of analysis on on a lot of the games um, since we got a few weeks off after this. So be ready for that. PSA to all four of our loyal listeners. Don't worry. We're not, we're not going away. <laughs> yeah. Right. Season. We're going to drop some randos in the middle of like March and be like, Hey, remember us? <laughs> we still live for Saturday. Love it. <laughs> it's February 10th. It's Saturday. Damn. <laughs> oh, I love it. Well, Good job, boys. yep. Great job enjoy uh enjoy enjoy the games this weekend and then um don't make the weeks don't count the weeks make the weeks count i we need to we need to put that on like our instagram or something so here we go be honest boys i'm I'm starting to count the weeks and it's it's depressing but uh that's true that's true (laughs) all right fellas